All right, let's jump into this. So when we're shooting this, what is uh, today? Wednesday, I think. We we just came off our Q1 prospecting challenge that we did last week on Thursday, Friday, which was February 1st and 2nd. And um, it was a great success yet again. I mean, 171 listing appointments set, uh, a, a bunch of leads. I think it was like uh, almost 500 leads or so, 5,000 contacts in two days. And so I wanted to pick your guys' brain and have a discussion and see what was your insight? What was like coming out of this? Because all of you did extremely well over that two-day period of time. What did you learn about yourself? Uh, and Mike, I'm going to go to you first. I want to pull your thoughts. You were, you were able to set, and the reason I'm going to you first is because you and I had a conversation, and I hope you're okay if I share this. We had a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, I think 40 days ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you weren't doing great. Is that fair? Yeah, seasonality was hitting hitting me. That's like right, and it's hitting. It was hitting everybody. And then in forty eight hours, you set fifteen listing appointments. So, what did you learn? I well, first off, I did close to two hundred uh, contacts in just two days, mm. uh, which is crazy. I don't think I'm like I. I don't think. Well, I I definitely outworked skill. So, like Rob St. John, who's in this call, is on 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 my team and i was listening to him and we're actually competing for first place at one point <laughs> we're you know jamming at each other rob has more skill on the phone than i do i just outworked him like mm -hmm. i did probably twice the contacts he did mm -hmm. and i don't even think out of the 15 i think five of them were follow-ups so i just got lucky that my my uh pipeline started to mature right at the same time too so i i just I learned that I could put the put the hard work in, and I I think I worked like seven hours both days. I think I did like fourteen hours of prospecting. Let me ask you this: so, like, if you look backwards, and then you look at what you were able to do in two days, does it? What what it did for me was, um, I would have regrets. Like, holy moly, if I would have just if I had done this over the past five years consistently, where would I be today? Did you have any of those thoughts at all? Yep, I was like, "What? Why the heck am I not doing this every single day?" I'm like, "Granted, yeah. seven hours is insane to do every day, but I'm like, if like I, I shiny object syndrome, I'll get distracted. I'll be in the middle of a call, and then all of a sudden, I'll be doing this, like writing my weekly email, which is not a not income generating. And I'm like, if I just sat here and I did my three, four hours every day uninterrupted, I could easily hit my 40, 50 contacts and move on." with my life because that's exactly right it was like, what okay. what did you what did you earn last year uh just a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand gci hundred and eighty thousand something and, and, and was your prospecting consistent uh eighty percent of the time fifty percent of the time thirty percent of the time what would you say over the course of last year so last year was weird. I, at the beginning of the year, I ramped up hard. I think April I did like 80, I did an 80 K month. I had like nine closings and yeah. then I started to let myself slip because I thought I was on top of the world and nothing could touch me. And then by the end of the year, I was broke because yeah. I was not consistent and yeah. then I'm ramping back up because of it. I work best when my back's against the walls, when I'm learning about myself. I, I'd love to challenge you this year and not take the foot off the gas and do exactly what you just said, do three hours a day and see, because most of us, we, we have these spurts, these spurts of work ethic, these spurts of cash. 
with the, these spurts of greatness. And so to your point, I think Mike brought up a really good first insight. It's not that you're going to prospect seven, eight hours a day, Nick, right? We're not going to do that for sure. But what it does say is, well, if I can put together 240 working days and I can prospect for three hours a day over 240 days, wow, how much money am I leaving on the table? So actually, Nick, let me go to you next. What were your big insights over the, the two-day period? Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever uh, prospected that much in two days uh, in my life. Uh, my my first day, I uh, prospected 12 hours. Uh, I did from uh, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And then uh, my second day, I did 11 and a half hours. I did uh, 8 a.m. to 7.30 uh, p.m. And uh, that just that just really showed me that, like, you know, this uh, this is this is uh, this is possible uh, or or I guess what it what was what is possible. Um, how many how many contacts did you have over the two days? So. Uh, so uh, my first day, I had 35 contacts and then my second day, I had 31 contacts. So 66 contacts. How many leads did you generate? Uh, let's see. The first day I generated six leads and the second day I generated three leads. And appointment set? Uh, zero appointment set. Okay. That, so so here's, here's the question for the group. This is the next point I want to talk about. I don't know if any of you asked yourself this question, but I'm going to pose it to the group right now. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go to, uh, I'm going to ask the question and Dustin, I'm going to go to you to answer it first. Have you guys thought about like, what else you could have done speaking about shiny object syndrome right one of the other things that i do this for is to bring this thought up what else could you have done in 48 hours in real estate lead generation to generate six seven eight ten listing leads in two days in some of your cases five six seven listing appointments in two days have you thought about that at all dustin have you said holy shit, i cannot believe what has just occurred. And if I think about this for a second, if I think about all the shiny stuff thrown at us, what else could I have done to produce these type of results? Yeah, no, definitely not anything with that. It, if you could, you would have to spend a buttload of money on ads or something. And even then you're going to spend a ton of time setting it all up, setting the systems with outbound prospecting. You just hit the dials and make contacts. And I'll, so. and I'll challenge, I'll even challenge that too. Like here's here, I'm going to speak from my own uh, perspective and then you guys speak up. If there was, I, I honestly believe we'd all be doing it. If there was a way to pay money and get 10 listing appointments in two days, like I'd be all over it and I would just fund yeah. it. I mean, you know what I mean? We'd all just be funding it. We'd find the money because you'd be making so much money. And so I guess the point is, is like all the things I have tried, all the money I've wasted, there is some stuff that really, really works well. It just takes a long time. You got to be consistent. I'm not taking anything away from any of those other strategies. But when you talk about instant injection of, of business, like I don't know if anything can, can compete to this. Rob, your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I would I would 100% agree and and the thing that always comes to mind when when this conversation comes up for me is is overall predictability. Mm. Like mm. it it is significantly easier for me to predict my income and predict my results when I'm focused on prospecting versus predicting income and results based on ad spend. That's you right. Know, I, I I look at it in the same manner like I do some some trading. 
uh, forex trading and stuff like that. And one of the things that we look that I that I notice is like everybody's got these indicators and all this other stuff, and all it takes is one major entity to make a big move, and and your entire strategy is out the door because I'm I'm relying on the actions and efforts of something outside of my control versus relying on the actions and efforts of my own process. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Justin, let me ask you this. Let me go to you for a minute. Um, you know, we're talking about right now the the difference about uh, the difference between being in control of your activities to produce uh, a certain result versus, you know, a, a passive approach to lead generation. What did you what were some insights that you learned over the two day prospecting challenge? Yeah, a couple, actually. And one of the goals that I had going into this was to learn at least three things from my teammates. Um, one of those being to convert a wrong number into a possible contact, which I was able to successfully <laughs> do. Uh, worked out great and I'm doing it <laughs> moving forward. So that was a great idea. Um, and and there's, there's quite a bit of other things. Uh, of course, implementing text message and email are always going to be effective in changing up the wording and, and how you approach them. Uh, but yeah, I would just say that was one of the big things, turning a wrong number into, I actually got a few leads from those uh, people who were looking to purchase or sell. They're going to be more so of a nurture, but they are leads nonetheless. So happy to be able to, to learn that and uh, moving forward, implement that in my uh, prospecting. I love it. H how many leads did you generate over the, over the two days? Uh, let me see here. So I generated 20 and I ended up getting, I believe, five appointments. Two of those I didn't record because I was doing a uh, hand dialing Fizbo's. I don't have the uh, I use Mojo, so I I don't have the uh, Fizbo's coming in. But because I never really call Fizbo's, I mainly focus on expires. But moving forward, that was another thing I learned. Fizbo's mm -hmm. are also where they're at. So <laughs> I'm calling Fizbo's for sure moving forward. I'm going to subscribe now with Mojo with that. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, 20 leads. I love it. 20 leads and five appointments set in 48 hours. Is that right? Right. Yeah, it's, more it's amazing. I generated, man. Good job. It's a lot. <laughs> so, so you're building a pipeline, right? It's amazing. So let me go, let me shift over to Eduardo. We're going to, so just, uh, we're going to shift to skills in just a second. But before we do that, Eduardo, talk to us about some, some insights that you learned about yourself, mindset, work ethic, strategy, tactics. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me here and well, what I learned is basically if I keep on calling, I'm going to go ahead and find people who actually want to go ahead and do business with me or at least give me the opportunity. That's right. If you if you take action and you are in the uh, if you're playing offense and you're out there having conversations, you can't help but have conversations with people that want to do something. Is that right? Yep. Because I already set one listing appointment and I just quit my job like 10 days ago. So, I mean, I'm really excited about that. It's amazing. It's amazing. Tony, let me get some insights from you too over the over the two day period, and then we're gonna shift to skills. Okay. Oh yeah, thank you for the invitation. Uh, I know we have Nick on here. He used to be my he, he was in my team. Hi, Nick. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously uh, for me, I really wanted to get the appointment. Uh, but I mean, for me, it was I mean, it was a huge win uh, nonetheless. Like with Nick, I wasn't to 12 hours per day, but I mean, I did eight hours. That's the most I ever did. I didn't even know if that was possible. And I've always heard about from you, from this channel and everybody that, you know, what this could uh, possibly help you to do. And I wanted to try that myself. I wanted to see what the numbers are like. And I was kind of surprised to see the average is right there. Uh, seven, seven contacts per hour. And 
you actually get in contact with 15% of the people. And it's depending on your skill level, you could convert at a better level. But obviously, with my lack of skills, I was not able to convert. But I was surprised to at least get a uh, openness of their uh, their interest of possibly, you know, talking to me in the future. Uh, and so that's a possible potential in the future. If I, you know, work on my skills and my delivery, I think that's, uh, that's uh, that was one of the big confidence boosters that I was actually able to connect. And that's just the pure fact that I would put the effort to it. I was doing the repetition of the different scripts from multiple level you know, with multiple people and over time it just naturally got more smoother and smoother more comfortable and um it was really eye-opening right and uh yeah it was a great experience thanks to you guys yeah that's amazing and and so you touched on something right so we talk a lot about conversion ratios i think people's mindset when it comes to outbound prospecting is pretty overwhelming but when you look at the numbers and the importance of tracking your numbers and then looking at the numbers and learning from the numbers what you find is that you it's literally just a numbers game like we talk about that a lot and it goes in one ear out the other because like hey i get it but when you look at your own numbers you're like holy crap that's right i do make seven contacts per hour I do generate one lead for every 10 people I talk to. Holy shit, I do set one appointment for every 30 people I talk to. So if I want to do this, all I have to do is that, right? It's one plus one. Uh, the predictability that, that Rob talked about was, was spot on. Nick, let me go back to you. Let's shift over to the skills piece of what we do. So we just talked about the work ethic, right? Putting in the work to get the results. You need skills too, right? So you have to have both of those. What did you learn about... Uh, the the delivery of what you say how you say what you say the words you choose when to use those words in uh the results that you got over those two day period of time yeah yeah so um uh, i i learned uh, i i i learned and actually just something you recently said is um or, or something i i heard from you is uh listening to your own game film and uh i've, I've just started that lately and the apparent uh, skill set is is a uh, very uh, or is very apparent, I guess, and um, you know a lot of a lot of ums and and uh, it, I guess getting getting my uh, uh, confidence up in as far as when I'm when I'm speaking over a phone with a prospect and uh, being able to deliver uh, correctly. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm gonna go to Dominic and, and Rob who. Both of these guys have probably some of the highest skill sets that I've heard in a long time. You know, Dominic, let me just go to you for a second. You know, you've been doing this a long time. We've been we've been hanging out, I would say, or working together for a long time. What would you say is, is when it comes to skill set um, that that you've learned over the years, you learned through these prospecting challenges that has really helped you to connect with prospects over the telephone, able to generate opportunities and able to set appointments? Yeah, well, uh, there's a lot there. Nick touched on one of the most important things, and that is watching your own game film. As you know, I, I've been doing that and recording my calls for years and years and years, and I've watched so much of myself, it makes me sick. But <laughs> but I go back and watch and review and think, oh, that was terrible. So paying attention, okay, what it really starts with is knowing what to say, when to say it, and who to say it to. So that comes to scripts, right? Sure. That's knowing the not not a word by word script like you can read something off a paper, but knowing the direction that you need a particular phone call to go to determine whether or not this is somebody that you can help and if they want to help you and and whether or not getting in front of them is something that makes sense now or in the future. How you get there 
is is what the the framework of a script is. And then from there, it's just a function of building on top of the skills that Nick mentioned and you've mentioned so many times. I mean, your tonality, uh, your pauses, your pacing, your ability to match and mirror a prospect, your ability to make yourself sound interesting on the phone. I uh, We talk about it in skills training all the time, the ability to be interesting. When you're on the phone, people can't see your face. They can hear your voice going up and down and Putting all of those things together on a phone call is what makes a difference between uh, maybe getting not so much conversion and above average conversion. And it just takes a lot of time and practice and putting yourself out there. And another thing I would say is that during the prospecting challenge, you become a little bit more bold than you might <laughs> normally be, right? When you get to a point in a conversation where you're like, I don't know. If the, my bet you these guys that really scored a lot of appointments, Mike and, and Rob can attest to this. When you're when you're in a competitive environment like that, you feel compelled. You know what? I'm going to ask for the appointment anyway and see what happens. When and, and at another time, you might have decided, you know what? I'm going to let this guy off the hook or this lady <laughs> off the hook. You ask for the appointment and boom. Next thing you know, you're setting an appointment when you might have let that person off the hook. So I mm. guess I would challenge everybody and myself as well to raise your thermostat on these calls to just ask one more question, to be bold, to ask for that appointment. Because once the phone calls over, your chances go way down. I don't know. I hope that helps. I hope that's what you're looking for. Well said. I mean, well, well said. I mean, one thing that was on my notes that we wanted to talk about next and Rob, I'm going to come to you and, and talk about environment because what Dominic just said is exactly why human beings perform at a level under visibility that they can't when there's no one looking. That's the key thing with environment. That's why it's so important uh, to have an environment. And that's one of our biggest challenges in this business. I mean, how many of you typically on a day-to-day -day basis just work by yourself somewhere? Say I, I do, right? I yeah. And that's hard. So the reason why we do these challenges is, is to bring together an environment where you're surrounded with people that are doing what you're doing. And that challenge with the industry is that's hard to find. Mm -hmm. That's hard to duplicate in a brokerage or on a team, or whatever, when everybody's on the same page. And when you are, then you end up doing things and behaving differently in, in a way that is more positive. It's like doing the push-up when no one's looking, you know, coach is looking that way, you half-ass it. And coach is right over your head. It's like, oh yeah, I'm going all the way down. This dude's all over me, right? <laughs> so that's the difference. So Rob, Speak to environment and how important that was uh, for the results that were produced. <laughs> it's it's funny you bring the uh, the push ups and and stuff like that. It, you know, I used to I used to compete in CrossFit and yeah. and that was always like when coach was there all over me. It's amazing how much more effort got put in. Right, like it's crazy. It, it, it's it's wild. Um, so it's like it's so like yeah. the cross. Sorry to jump in real quick. It's like the CrossFit Games. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. There's a judge with a ruler, right? Yeah. On every single person. And yeah. so that's where visibility is a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. I think most humans underestimate like real yeah. high levels of visibility and accountability. It's like, no, no, no. You should want that because your ass yeah. will perform leaps and bounds over what you will do by yourself when no one's looking. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, sorry that actually is. So uh, uh, many, many moons passed when I first started working with you, Brandon. And I started going live in the Facebook group to do my prospecting for that very reason. Like it forced me to, mm. to just be better. Like just, just like 
not screw around, get the calls done and be better at it. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as the development of skills go, like to me, the most important thing was coming to terms with the fact that like, I'm going to suck at this until I don't. That's right. Period. Like it, it, and that is totally okay. Yeah. I love it. To, you know, that to allow yourself that build of those, of those skill sets, this isn't, these skills aren't things you're going to use like this year and then pack them away next year when you're going to do something else, or at least they shouldn't be right. Like I'm coming up on, on 12 years in real estate in March and prospecting has always been since day one, a piece of what, like the, the largest piece of what I do until I'm distracted. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden I go, Oh wait, I actually have some skill set in that. Why it works so well. I, I, why did I stop doing it? Yeah, and I would and I would add on that the skills stay with you for life. Yes, that's why investing yeah. in skills is probably the best investment we could all make in our yep. in our own skill set. Right? They stay. You 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 make the investment once, mm-hmm. but the skills that you learn last forever, and, and can so never be taken from you. They can never be taken from you. So the the mindset, the understanding, the skills. Yeah, Mike, you want to add to that? Yeah, can I say something? Please, I would say that was probably one of the biggest contributors to. Now I'm always, you said working alone. Yes, physically I'm alone, but I'm always on a video call with other realtors doing the same thing. Just that's right. So the environment of having somebody like Rob, I don't, I know I can't speak for Rob, but I would not have set as many appointments if I did not have my team there with me Mm -hmm. because the environment Mm -hmm. kind of propelled my mindset forward and pushed me harder than I would have. So I, I do think environment is, is very important. Spot on. It's like stretching your comfort zone as Dominic was talking about. Like you want to get really, really good, Tony. Like do get in a group like this and not only go live on Facebook, go live on YouTube for the world to see you. You want to talk about being uncomfortable. I mean, that's why I used to call in different markets where I didn't even know one street name live on YouTube because it's like there's no better way to sharpen my skill set to call in, you know, San Diego, California. I never stepped foot in San Diego before. I don't, I couldn't name one street in San Diego. I don't know one city in San, I don't know anything about it. And so like, it's that mindset, right? So Dustin, let me go to you. What did you learn about uh, skills and, and uh, maybe some skill sets that you either learned or implemented that helped you over that two day prospecting challenge that you'll take with you forever? Yeah. Um, so just for a little bit of background, I am pretty new to like real estate just within the last year. And so honestly, I still feel like I have a ton of skills that I need to develop, but I have come from a background of like door to door, things like that. I was a missionary for a minute there. And so those skills translated over. And I feel like the biggest skill is just like, I know it kind of goes back to work ethic, but for me, this is the point that I'm at in my career where it's like that moment where you feel like you're about to stop. That's when you need to lean in. So Mm -hmm. like the moment you feel like you are sick of knocking doors, knock 10 more. Or the moment you're like sick of hearing the phone ringing, ring 10 more phones, you know, that's, I feel like the only reason I got the results I did is just because the volume I did. Now, obviously my skills will improve over time, but like for somebody that's new, anyone that's listening, like that's, that carries you really far. It's great. It's a great point. I always say it's volume first. If volume is not enough, nothing else will matter, no matter your skill. 
So we only got a few minutes left. I'm going to go around the table, quick, quick fire. And I want to know what you're going to, what you took from the challenge that you will keep with you moving forward. So as a result of, of expanding uh, your mindset over those two day period of time, Nick, what will you take moving forward that you, that you took from the prospecting challenge? Yeah, that, uh, that, uh, being, uh, able to, to prospect for long hours, kind of like Dustin was saying, uh, just, just no matter how your emotions are and, and what you're thinking, just, just do it. Like I, I come from a background of, uh, corrections and, uh, that's, that was kind of the mindset is just like, it doesn't matter how you feel like you just got to do it. Um, so yeah, moving forward, um, just working on the skill set, and, um, that, that's it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Eduardo, how about you? What do things look like for you moving forward? Well, moving forward, I'm going to go ahead and keep on doing what I did on the challenge. I'm going to keep on talking to a lot of people every single day. And it's just like Rob said, I'm going to suck on it until I don't. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Mr. St. John, how about you? What do things look like moving forward? Well, I, for me, it reignited my, um, the realization that, that I have a very specific set of skills with for sale by owners, mm. um, and, and leaning into that and, and allowing myself the time to, to put into that because for a long time it was, let's face it. I mean, they're, they're less, they're, they're a more difficult conversation in my eyes than, than a lot of the other lead sources yep. that we call on. So yeah, it's easy to avoid those. However, I have developed a specific skill set with that niche. And so I'm just going to lean into that and, and hit it hard going forward. Smart. Dominic, you know, that's one of my favorite niches too. You know, I just love, I would prefer for sale by owners over expires every day of the week. But anyway, that's me. I agree. Dustin, Dustin, how about yourself? Uh, moving forward, what do things look like? Yeah. You know, I think what Rob was talking about environment is something that I really want to focus on because I've proven to myself that I can work hard, but it's surrounding myself with people that will motivate me to work hard and work hard with me too. So does that um, mean that does that mean a prospecting group meeting in the morning on a Google Meet or a Zoom and, and doing prospecting together? Is that what that means? I'm not sure what it means yet. I think that would be sweet or just going live on YouTube, but that's my goal. That's my next goal is to figure out how to create that environment for myself. Smart. Smart. Smuts? Yeah. So the second you said the YouTube thing, I was in. I'm going to go live on YouTube starting tomorrow morning. <laughs> I love uh, I'm a little nervous about that because it's the, you know, with my recordings, I, I put those out there all the time and I'm able to bleep out numbers and stuff, but I can't do that when it's live. <laughs> so I am a little nervous about that. But hey, if I'm nervous, it means I'm heading in the right direction. Um, I also learned I had a huge focus on appointment set. And during this challenge, a lot of it came through follow-up. So I was one of those ones that would, if I didn't get the appointment the first go, I would tend to forget about them. This challenge taught me that the lead generated number, while not important, more important than appointment set, is a very important number that I need to start focusing on because it's building the pipeline. If I hadn't have built that, I wouldn't have done as well as I did here. Probably the biggest insight so far. I was waiting for someone to drop that, eh, Dominic? I mean, yeah. if you guys didn't watch the uh, the the interview I just did with Marlene Cedino, she's been in the business three years. She started with this program three years ago. She went 150, she went 300, 500 in income, and it's all because of her database. It's all because of leads she generated in 2020, 2021, 2022, and they all manifest, and now she's in momentum. 
And, nope. and, and honestly, watch. If you guys watched it this morning, she doesn't have to call Fizzbos or Expireds ever again. She never has to call another one ever again. Dominic, I know you're you're itching to go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Go. I'll just I just real quick. Sorry, Dominic. I real quick. I'll give you credit for that insight because on our one-on-one -on -one call that you mentioned earlier, you said that to me, and that is the moment I started focusing on building that leads, and it just happened to pop right at the time of this. So it, it all comes back to you. Um, well, listen, they, they they say it's compound interest is what the seventh wonder of the world. We all have that ability to do that here, right? It's just, you don't see it right away. So it's hard. So Dom, uh, talk to us insights moving forward. Yeah. So what I'd like, what I would like to ask is, is these guys, uh, Mike and Rob, uh, and I know I get this a lot myself because of the group that we're in, there's a, a broad variety of skill sets there. And you're now going to have brand new agents reaching out to you saying, Hey, Hey man, you guys crushed it. What do I do? What, what would you tell a new agent that is like struggling to get on the phone? How, how would you help them become accountable and get started? That that's what I'd, I'd like to hear from these guys. If that's okay. Yeah, yeah. We just got another minute or so. So let's let's have Tony and Justin answer that. Justin, we'll go to you. How would you answer that? Uh, answering it as far as uh, moving forward or the question? Just, yeah, that Dominic just asked. What would you? What advice would you give somebody who's challenged to get on the phone? Yeah, uh, I think we all face that at some point. Um, it just comes down to understanding what your goals are. And of course, we all hear what your why is, but also having faith that once you do get on the phone, you'll get the results you're looking for love it it's just it's yeah it's a it's a matter of fact tony what would what advice would you leave yeah there's so much to say but just setting that schedule and just sticking to that just just doing making the calls and obviously account i know the environment we mentioned earlier i also mentioned how powerful that was with my group i never had this kind of thing where i had everybody were looking at me kind of doing that and so more i'm like i, I turned out to be a lot more conscious about when i talk to people so you're like constantly focused on like the scripts and you hear other people get uh, good feedback way too. And so just setting up that kind of environment where you could continue to do that and just sticking with the phone calls for at least, you know, how many hours you choose to do so in the morning. Sticking with the schedule. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. It's great advice. So we had about 150 agents in the challenge. Ben, uh, you, Ben's one of our community coaches. You know, what was the overall kind of uh, feeling or theme or feedback? Because uh, we got some of the people that were here, but there was 145 other people that aren't here. What was the the big sentiment of the challenge last week, in your opinion? Yeah, I, I think it comes back to you get what you focus on. That's so right. if we stop focusing on the time, we stop focusing on how many contacts and our goal is just appointment set and we put enough effort in, guess what? We set a bunch of appointments and we're, we're capable of way, way, way more um, than we ever thought we were we we were by pushing to the absolute max kind of redlining in a way so now going back to our day-to-day -day routine um it seems easy right that's right because we've done it for 13 hours a day for two days that's exactly right and that's a great place to end that's i was hoping you were going to say that because now you come out of a world nick where you just prospected eight hours for two days in a row now two and a half hours should be like that's it that's it Right. But we've got to keep coming back to that. that's why we do these every 90 days. So listen, gentlemen, we uh, appreciate you guys jumping on the show today. And it'll be interesting to see how far this takes you because we're going to do another one of these in April. Right. So we're going to do another one of these to April. The, the question that I'm going to challenge myself that I'd be asking you guys is like, how am I going to what's my work ethic going to be from right now, February 7th? 
to the next prospecting challenge? Am I going to fall off the rails and then the next challenge picks me back up? Or can I stay consistent to that next one? And you can put together a phenomenal, phenomenal year. So we appreciate you guys very much. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you guys soon.